Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Great Northeast Podcast. Today we are talking about a snake that I've had a ton of interesting encounters with. Uh, it's <laughs> I have some good stories with this snake. I have um, a lot of fond memories. It's a very common snake. It's pretty much everywhere. Um, it's the northern water snake, Nerodia sipida. Um, buckle up and get ready to slither on in. Alright, so before we dive into all the specs about the snake and all that stuff, I got I had a couple pretty interesting encounters this year with the old northern water snake couple little cool stories uh so i was fishing at a at a lake and there's a dam and the beavers had raised the dam up a little bit but then i think somehow it had washed away so there's more of a, a bigger opening with a strong current that was pulling the water out uh on one side of the dam and there's so there's all these sticks and stuff uh before it continues on in a stream and i looked over there and I look down and I see a big old northern water snake just sitting there. I'm like, oh, I guess he must be like, or she probably must be basking or something like that. And then I started noticing all these like these dead bluegill. And I'm like, are these fish, or sorry, these snakes just sitting here waiting for a bluegill to come over and start flopping. And then they're eating them. I'm like, maybe. So then I noticed that there was not just one, but like four or five adult northern water snakes, like three, four foot long. And I was, I was like, that's exactly what's happening here. So then I got the pole out, caught a bluegill and I I didn't, I tried not to throw the biggest one. I tried to get like a one that they probably could eat. I just chucked it down there and lo and behold, the snake literally just shoots over the bluegill and starts eating it. And I recorded a video of it and sent it, uh, put it on my Instagram. Uh, and it's just, it's so cool. And then I, I uh, once he got it mostly ingested, I just know how much they bite from when I was young. And I was like, well, he can't bite now. <laughs> so I went down and got him and held him a little bit. And then... Um, let him go. But, uh, the same dam, I was there fishing again and I look down and, and I see this probably four foot. I mean, it was a thick girl, big old, um, Northern water snake. And there's another water snake on top of her, just perfectly like balancing on her as she's, she's kind of still moving around. And he's just staying on top of her. And, I'm, and every once in a while, he'll like twitch his whole body a couple times. And I was watching this and I'm like, what is going on here? And I looked it up and apparently that's how the male entices the female by like laying on top of her twitching. And then he'll wrap his tail around so they can touch cloacas and, you know, get down to business, if you know what I mean. So anyway, that's two stories about the old northern water snake just from this year that uh, 
I got to experience. It's a, I mean, you see the snake everywhere and I'll get into that and so on and so forth. But anyway, let's get into all about this snake. So the northern water snake, Nerodia cypedon, or cypedon, or I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not a Latin scholar. Um, it can get anywhere from two feet to uh, past four, 55 inches, I think. Uh, its coloration is actually pretty highly variable. Um, if you have any experience with this snake, you know that, I mean, it, it'd almost be like the tannins in the water can affect the color maybe, but I've noticed that most adults are basically just dark brown and you really only get to see the coloration when they're wet. Um, but when they're younger, they're a lot more colorful, especially in their first year. Um, but so they can be anywhere from dark brown, almost like blackish color, um, tan, uh, brown, grayish. And the, they have a series of blotches on the top and the sides. The sides are square blotches and the top are kind of round blotches. Um, and the belly is usually pretty colorful on them with a bunch of white and black specks, but it could also be yellowish. There's, it's pretty highly variable as far as their coloration. Um, so, like I said, the young will be way more colorful. They actually kind of look like, the young almost look like an eastern milk snake. Like when they're, like the, the newborns almost look like an eastern milk snake. They're kind of that close. Obviously, they don't have the red, um, the reddish. It's more of like a tannish. I guess it depends on where you are, because I'm guessing throughout the country there's slight variance in that. And obviously, there's a ton of water snakes, like the banded water snake, and all. Uh, I mean, there's tons of of the same snakes in the. I think the Calubra family is what they are in. Um, females tend to be larger than the males I think they did a test in a female like the average size like let's just say a female that was two and a half foot long the average male was like two just a little over two foot long so the females just tend to be a little bit larger than the males and their scales are keeled which means they're not smooth so if you think of like a black racer or a smooth green snake um what other snakes have really smooth scales? Uh, black rat snake, corn snake, milk snake. They all have really smooth scales. And uh, stuff like garter snakes and uh, obviously the northern water snake, uh, rattlesnakes, cottonmouths. They all have keeled scales, rough scales. So speaking of the cottonmouth... The uh, this snake is often confused with the cottonmouth, and actually, there's stories about how this snake had the ability to to jump, and it would attack people. Um, but what actually was happening, it would attack fishermen, it like land in their boat, and they would the fishermen think thought it was attacking them or something like that. But what actually happened is, is they they'll bask you know, anywhere they, and you know, they'll bask on beaver dams and stumps and the shoreline, uh, on a nice rock off that's out of the water. And a lot of times they will bask on trees on overhanging br branches, trees that overhang the water. 
And so if you go under them, you might spook them and they'll take off and they'll land in your boat. And so it's almost like it's attacking you, but it's actually trying to get away from you. And it just wasn't too smart because you probably would have never known it was there if it didn't try and take off in the first place. So it's somewhat, I guess people can think it's somewhat similar to a cottonmouth. In my opinion, it looks nothing like a venomous cottonmouth. Um, cottonmouths, they have huge heads. And the only time that this snake has a really big head is when you are handling it or, or you know, something along those lines. And it will flatten its head. And it kind of looks triangular when it does that, but not really. Um, and so the cottonmouths have bands instead of blotches. So like I said, they have the, the northern water snake has like round blotches with square blotches on the side. So the separations of of the the pattern when a cottonmouth has bands that go across the top, so they're all connected. Uh, but obviously, I've seen plenty of cottonmouths, and cottonmouths basically look black a lot of the times. So I can understand you're not going to be able to see the coloration in most of these snakes because the northern water snake has very little to no coloration, especially when it's uh, not wet and same thing with the water moccasin but the big thing is to me head shape uh, they're just way bigger cotton mouths their heads and also so yeah like I said if anger they'll flatten their head and they'll strike a lot and they bite a lot if you catch them so anywhere this this is the other cool thing this snake is everywhere <laughs> it's in everywhere from saltwater marshes to swamps, marshes, bogs, lakes, rivers, streams, and it's even been found in waterfalls, which is obviously a part of a stream. Um, so, pretty much anywhere there's water, you're gonna, you're most likely gonna find this snake. Um, it breeds typically April, April to June, and on average, fifteen to thirty young are born and they give live birth. So the, the young are precocial. I, I keep doing this. I need to write down the definitions. They're precocial altricial. What I just need to remember these. I always have a problem with this. Um, so anyway, the young are, are born live. The mother doesn't care for them and they go off on their own and they figure it out. The newborns are born between six and a half to uh, 12 inches. So a foot long. And they're born in August or through October, any anywhere among that time. And obviously, it differs locations in the country. The northern water snake is active day and night, and it's usually encountered. You usually encounter it when you see it. Either you like lift your boat up and it swims off, if your boat's on like a on a shore and it's been there for a while. Or it's on like a rock or, like I said, beaver dams, stumps, trees. It, hunt, it hunts frogs during the day in the, in the weeds, uh, the shoreline vegetation. And then it actually will hunt sleeping fish at night, sleeping minnows, you know, whether it's small bluegills. They try to eat big bluegills, but I've never seen one actually successfully eat a big bluegill. I caught one... Um, Wait, I'll get into that in a second. So, 
it also eats um, salamanders, small turtles, because uh, so juvenile turtles. They uh, I don't know if you know this, but juvenile turtles, their their shell is soft for pretty much the first year of living. Like you can feel it when you hold a small turtle how soft their shell is. It hasn't hardened yet, so the 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 northern water snake will eat them. Uh, it'll eat crayfish, and it'll even eat small mammals. I've heard of it obviously eating mice and, and even birds. Actually, when I was growing up, um, I, can't, I, was, uh, I, go, I would go to this, this pond growing up, and it was a, it was a crapshoot. It was, it, was uh, it was a junky little pond. There was, the, there was washing machines bikes, tires, old pieces of metal everywhere. It was just filled with junk. But I loved that pond. And I used to go there all the time. And I knew everything that lived in that pond. I knew all the painted turtles. I knew all the snapping turtles. And, um, well, I knew all the turtles, I think, that lived in that pond. I don't know what... I mean, there was goldfish that lived in there, too. Also, I discovered... I was messing around. I was sitting in the water next to... So, I'll probably talk about this when I get into painted turtles. But I was sitting in the water. (laughs) Sorry for the pages. I was sitting in the water. uh, I used to do this thing where I'd sit in the water on a five-gallon bucket next to these tires where I always knew these painted turtles would come out. And so, I used to sit there for an hour or two. And and the painted turtles would... uh, the painted turtles would um, kind of poke their heads up around the uh, tires, but eventually they got used to me being there, and so they would finally like climb up on and bask on the on the tires right next to me, and then I just like reach out real quick and grab them. So I knew everything that in that pond, and then one day I was going there just to do a walk around and see if I could see anything new, and I see this ginormous snake and I my first thought is this is not a cotton mouth or not a not a water moccasin but a uh uh what is it copperhead because this was a adult northern water snake I didn't know that at the time it was an adult northern water snake that had its coloration so you could see the coloration and I didn't know too much about it I was probably 14 years old so I didn't know all about the different species but I I saw it and I was like that is I think that's a uh, a cot uh, a, a copperhead and so since there was so much trash everywhere I was like I'm going to catch this snake and it had just eaten and it had a giant bulge in it and it was in a bush, so I assumed it had eaten a bird, but I could be wrong. And, uh, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. And so, I find this plastic bag. And I open it up, and I grab the snake by its tail. And I am literally shaking with, like, just, I'm just so scared of, of getting bit by the snake. Cause I think it's a very, I, I'm just imagining in my mind that I'm the crocodile hunter, but deeper down in my mind, I am so scared about this snake biting me. 
And so then I get the snake in the bag. And I tie quick, you know, like if you ever watched the crocodile hunter growing up, he gets the venomous snake in the bag, quick spins it and like puts a knot in it. I did that same thing. And I was just so giddy. I got on my bike with the snake in the bag. I came back to my house, put, I, we had a trash can that didn't have anything in it. And I put it in the trash can. And I, once I got it in the trash can, I was like, oh my goodness, just this sigh of relief. So then I'm like messing around with it. I kind of want to hold it again, but obviously it's in a trash bag. So I, or it's in a trash bin. So I can't get a hold of it without, I mean, it just is, and it's ready to, it's ready for me. It's gonna, it's gonna bite me. So I try to get in there to grab its head without, without getting bit, but it bit me. And at this point we had, you know, the old slow dial up internet. And so I knew what a cot, I knew what a copperhead was and I gotten bit and I was bleeding a lot and I was like, Oh no. So I like didn't want my mom to know because I didn't want to get in trouble for bringing all these animals home because I had snapping turtles and uh, I had a black racer. I had tons of uh, toads. I had different types of frogs. I had everything in, you know, jars and boxes at my house. And I didn't want my mom to know that I brought a venomous snake back. So I, I'm also worried that I'm going to get in huge trouble that I got bit by a venomous snake. <laughs> so anyway, so then I run to the internet. And uh, I'm like looking around online. And I, uh, uh, it takes forever to load. So the first, I just go to the search bar and I search snakes that look like a copperhead. And the first result that came up was the northern water snake. And I saw it, and I saw the picture of the copperhead next to it after 40 minutes of the page loading. Um, that's an exaggeration. But, and I was with side with relief, and I was like, okay, so good, I'm not going to die. <laughs> so then, I like the snake was so big, this must have been easily over a four-footer. Um, and it was just so big around it was the one of the fattest northern water snakes I've ever caught. And it could also be my childhood mind making it that much bigger. But, so I started, this snake was so aggressive. You walk past, I had a tank for him. I had like a 50-gallon tank I put him in with water. Water and a basking spot. And then I just used like a typical lamp to keep him warm. And uh, not even like the proper heat bulb or anything like that. So then I, so then I started handling him every day and he would bite me and bite me and bite me. And then I was catching him frogs and I would feed him frogs. I'd feed him a frog like once a week. And then pretty soon he got used to me holding him and he wouldn't bite me anymore. And he was actually really tame. I had tamed him somewhat uh, to the point where he didn't strike as I went past he would actually like get up and like look when I walk past the, the the cage. So that was a really, really cool introduction in my life to the northern water snake. Um, and like I said, so when I got bit, I was bleeding a lot. And so the northern water snake doesn't have any venom, but it does have a it ha- they have fangs. I think they're they, they're rear fanged. But they have an anticoagulant in in their in their in their 
I don't want to say venom. They have an anticoagulant that they in that's in their fangs, but and so if you get bit, it's like two little pinholes, and they just bleed a lot. Nothing really happens. It doesn't hurt or anything like that. Um, so, uh, oh, actually, the way they kill is pretty cool. So I've seen many of them eat different things. They don't constrict, and since they don't have venom, it's weird. They just latch onto the head. Or they just hang on in general to the wherever they can grab, and they somehow slowly like walk their face to the head, and then just slow slowly start working with their fangs the fish or frog back into their mouth. So there's no constriction, and they don't have venom, and somehow they can able they're able to hang on and you know get that food item in the proper orientation where they can swallow it. They have, uh, oh, also too, the other thing, it's like garter snakes when you're dealing with garter snakes. Uh, Northern water snakes, not only do they bite and flatten their heads and they just are vicious when you pick them up, they also musk, which is just wonderful. And since they're usually big snakes, they musk like 10 times more than a garter snake will. So it just, and they like will flick their tail and it just goes everywhere and it's pretty much impossible to get the smell off no matter how much you scrub. And uh, it's kind of like in, if you ever been catfishing with doe bait, it, uh, the smell just doesn't go away for a while. Or if you trap and you're using skunk scent, you just get used to it. Um, but, so they're hunted by a lot of things. I've seen several birds take them out. Uh, I think I've seen, I saw a red-tailed hawk get one. I think I saw an eagle get one, a bald eagle get one as well. Oh. I don't know if you heard that, but that was my dog howling. Uh, I think there might be coyotes calling off in the distance. Um, so... They're hunted by birds, like I said, birds of prey, raccoons, um, possums, foxes, snapping turtles, snakes. Humans kill them a lot because they always think there are some venomous snake species when they're actually just harmless. And even fish will eat them, actually. I've seen little guys swimming across the water, and I've seen bass come up and snap them. So, really cool snake. You see it all the time. Uh, pretty, pretty phenomenal um, little life it lives. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up the old Northern water snake. Um, my main two references for this episode were, um, national Audubon field guides to reptiles and amphibians and the Peterson field guide to reptiles and amphibians. Um, and that just gave me the basic specs of, of the, the animal and it's kind of hard to find full-on information about reptiles and all their breeding habits and and uh, special uniqueness, unique you know, unique things that they do. Um, but I've had a lot of personal experience with this snake in, in the wild and catching it a lot. Pretty much try and catch one every year. Um, but I see it all the time, and it's everywhere, and it's it's really. I don't know. It's kind of it can just be kind of a mess snake, but it I have a lot of good memories with it and I'm I'm really happy it's around and 
but what some of my fondest memories include being around this snake. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I know I rambled on with ridiculous stories for too long, and I got to get out of here. But thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next one. Or you'll hear me on whatever. Adios.